we're thankful for that. Uh, we came through Florida. The first time I visited Florida, I came in the, in the, in the. I guess it was the heart of summer, and um, I never felt heat like that. I'm originally from Jamaica, so I know what heat is. <laughs> Somebody said to me, "You need to visit Florida because just like Jamaica, it was not just like Jamaica. <laughs> to be quite honest, it was much hotter than Jamaica." But um, we thank God. Amen. God has been good. And um, we're so thankful that you have allowed us to be with you today. Um, myself and my wife, are, we were hoping that our daughter and her husband and our first uh, grandbaby uh, would be here this morning. But our, our, we do ask you to pray for our grandchild. She just um, came down with this particular virus. And uh, so they had to... Um, kind of be taking care of her this morning praise God but um, we are thankful anyhow the Lord is good thank you pastor for praying for us we've been battling some things since coming back to North America I don't know if it's the fact that we've 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 been dealing with the devils in Africa so we've come back and we face some devils in North America <laughs> praise God but whatever it is amen maybe it's just age but um, we're thankful God is good to us. Amen. I want to turn your attention to the word of the Lord this, this morning. I will say a little bit about what we're doing in East Africa, Northeast Africa. Uh, the country of Sudan stretches from north to the east. of It's the largest country in, in, um, in Africa. And of course, we know Africa is a huge continent, many large countries, but... Um, that so the southern part is considered East Africa, the northern part is considered North Africa, just below Egypt. Um, <clears throat> but we'll say a little bit more about that. But I want to go to the word of the Lord um, this morning, if you will. How many came to hear the word of God this morning? Hallelujah. These are the words of life. Uh, it really doesn't matter too much who is preaching or who is speaking. What matters is what the word of God has to say to us this morning. And I do hope I, uh, your pa Pastor Sap was very kind in introducing us. Um, but we are simply servants of God. We are serving. We're, and we are thankful to be a servant. Amen? Praise God. Um, so I want to bring to you what I feel the Lord has laid on my heart uh, this morning. And it, I'm praying that someone here will indeed receive something from the word of the Lord. And I'm praying that you will respond, not to what so much I have to say, but what God has to say to you this morning. Praise God. Amen. I am confident that God will speak to someone this morning. What I'm not so confident of, I'm not sure if you will respond. But I am praying that you will respond. Because this could determine your eternal destiny. Amen. God, I would not put it past God because of his love for his people. And he would design one, one entire service, this entire service, just for one person. So that you, can, you could be saved. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Acts chapter 22, uh, verse 16. I want to read one verse here in this chapter. Amen. Acts chapter 22, verse 16, just as a background. This was the Apostle Paul, um, who was a persecutor of the church. When we were first introduced to him in the scripture, 
He was giving his testimony about his conversion and the transformation that's taken place in his life. It just demonstrates in his life what God is able to do with a life. Because this man went from being a blasphemer, a persecutor of, of people of the name of Jesus, to becoming maybe the greatest missionary evangelist that the church has had, had up to that point in time and maybe ever. The Lord used him to write um, over you know, maybe half of our New Testament. And um, it just shows what God can do with a life that he touches. Amen. Verse 16. Now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. I want to focus on the words of this particular passage. Um, in particular, the word tarry. Paul was asked, why are you waiting? Why are you, why are you waiting? You see, he had heard the message. Praise God. He now knew before he did not, but now he knew what to do. It was now up to him to respond. Praise God. Just as it is to somebody here this morning. I believe what, I forgot his young man's name, but um, Aaron, praise God. I, sh I don't know how I forgot that he's our high priest. But um, he came a while ago and he basically preached the gospel. And, and not only preached it, but told us the importance of the gospel. Amen. So you have already heard the message, the only message that can save your soul. So I'm just basically following up on what Brother Aaron did. But he was told, Paul was told, why tarriest thou? Arise. Everybody say arise. That means get up and do something. Praise God. Amen. When you hear the message of salvation, now the ball is in your court. And you need to do something. Jesus has already done his part. Amen. And if you think coming to this altar is going to be a big step or a hard thing or getting baptized in Jesus' name or coming and praying that God will fill you with the Holy Ghost, think about what he did for us. He went to a cross. He allowed himself to be abused and to be nailed to the cross. And he was even challenged at times, come down if you are who you are. He could come down, but he did not come down for you and I. Praise God. Amen. And he said, and be baptized and wash away thy sins. Amen. Calling on the name of the Lord. And I want to focus on the word tarry, as I said. And I want to focus on that last phrase, calling on the name of the Lord. What does it mean for me to be calling on the name of the Lord? That's what Paul was told. You need to get up. Stop waiting. And you need to... Be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Will you, uh, will you pray for, for, me, for us, Pastor Sam? Let's all join together in prayer. Father, we do love you so much and thank you for this wonderful time that we have been given to be in your presence, Lord Jesus, and to hear your voice. And I pray that you would help us, O oh God, to open our spirit and our heart. 
Lord, I pray that we would be so receptive to what you have come to communicate to us. And oh Lord, may we respond to you that your will and desire is accomplished in us and through us. In the wonderful name of Jesus, let all the church shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands to the Lord one more time. And please greet somebody if you are able to that's near you and say, I'm so glad you're here this morning in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me be clear this morning. You may be seated. My, my, my purpose is not, please pardon me if I may come across um, somewhat uh, maybe abrupt to some people. My purpose is not to offend anyone, God forbid. My purpose is to try to help somebody to be able to accomplish God's will for their lives. Because I do believe we are living in the last days. And I do believe all of us here, we, we have a limited time to do what we need to do. Praise God. In South Sudan in particular where we are working, it's the newest country in our world. It's a new church. We, we registered that church in 2011. We've been working in Kenya and South Sudan, Sudan since uh, for, for the last 10 years. We're right now deputizing, which is for those who may not be familiar, we're traveling, trying to raise funds to go back to work for another four years. We work for four years, come back, try to raise our budget, which is um, headquarters helps us to set, to go back to, to, to work for another four years. And so that's what we're doing. We're actually focusing at this point on trying to raise what we call projects, which is to help build churches, um, help us evangelize. But I want to say right here, just want to, to tell you a little bit of background of what's happening right now. This is currently. I actually was speaking to your media person and uh, he was asking if we had any pictures or anything that we wanted to show. We do have a presentation, but we won't be showing that today. But I considered send, um, having him show some pictures. But I, I said to him, because it's a mixed audience, I, I want to be careful not to offend. And, and we see things in a little bit different way than we see it in Africa. But um, we ha I have some pictures that I just received from, uh, from South Sudan um, of some things that are happening right now. Um, they are experiencing something that they have never happened. People have lived all their lives in the country. Some of our pastors have told us they've never seen this happen before. They are experiencing tornadoes. I know in here in North America, we are used to a tornado. Praise God. Um, in fact, I don't like tornadoes. I can tell you that. Amen. And we've been traveling through what they call tornado alley and all this kind of stuff. I'm just thankful we haven't encountered any yet. Praise God. And I'm hopeful we're not, we're not going to. But they've been experiencing for the first time tornadoes. But our pastor was explaining to us, the tornadoes that they're experiencing, they come with fire. They are literally um, these strong winds and it's like they're engulfed with fire. So they're burning down entire villages. We have pictures. I was sent pictures of um, several hundred people have already died. You're not going to find this possibly in, in the North American news, but this is what's happening right now. They, they sent me some pictures of, of, some, of our, some of the people that have been burned severely all over their bodies. I, I, from the pictures, I can tell that these are maybe third degree burns or whatever. But all over their bodies, they've been burnt. Praise God. And... Um, you know, this is what, they, 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 the, the significance of this is that 
a few months ago when, one, when some of our preachers were in this particular area, they were preaching and at some point, and they testified that this happened in several, uh, across a whole area, suddenly they said this big giant S appeared in the sky and it was all engulfed with, with, with fire. One of our preachers interpreted that as God warning the country, the people of South Sudan, that he is going to judge sin. He said the S stand, stood for sin and the fire meant that God is going to judge sin. And many, many people, as a result of that, actually were baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost and came into the church. <laughs> Praise God. <clears throat> well, now, right now what's happening, many people are interpreting this as a fulfillment of what that pastor said. That the judgment has already begun. Now, a lot of atrocities have been taking place in South Sudan. You may have heard that in, in some of the news. Uh, pe many people, many... Girl, young girls, families have been killed, raped, different things. And a lot of things have been taking place. And the international community and all that has been involved. But I want to say that is as much as that has been happening, this is not just what we're looking at. We're talking about, because in South Sudan right now, the last three months of, of 2018, we were baptizing, we have been baptizing between 500 to 700 people in Jesus' name every month. <laughs> Praise God. In 2011, when we, when we registered the church, we had two small churches and we were very thankful because when my wife and I were appointed missionaries, the country was closed to missionaries. We could not go into to, to South Sudan. That's why we were actually appointed to the country of Kenya also, um, where we are based out of even today. Praise God. But um, in 2011, we had two churches. We had about 200 constituents and we were so thankful for that. Because God had opened the door for us to go into the country, and we now had a registered church. But saints of God, friend, if you're here today, I just want to tell you what God is doing. Because between 2011 and, and today, we have now over 60 churches in that country. We have over 20,000 constituents. Because of God adding to the church, daily such as should be saved. Praise God. <clears throat> what I'm saying here. Is that we're not just looking at the, the impending judgment and seeming um, beginning judgment of God. Jesus said these signs shall, shall, shall come and they shall indicate his coming. But let me tell you what God is looking at. He's looking at the church. He's looking at us. Because he's, he's wanting to reach people. God is not intending to. He doesn't delight in destroying anyone. He wants to save people. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you this. If you think a tornado... That tornado that's filled with fire is, a, is, 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 is something to be feared. Consider hell for a moment. Praise God. Now you may never experience a tornado filled with fire that comes to literally burn up everything that it comes in contact with. But let me tell you, if you do not obey this gospel, you are headed for a place of torment with, with all certainty. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I just want to bring to our attention what God, what we are interpreting, the, the, the many souls that are coming into the kingdom and, and the church, the growth of the church that we're seeing in South Sudan is just simply this, that the Lord is saying to us, you do not have much time, so you better do what you have to do right now and not wait. Let me read to you from the word of the Lord in Acts chapter 2, the beginning, the very beginning of this church. 
Um, Peter, when the question was asked about the people speaking with other tongues for the first time, having the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Peter said, it shall come to pass. Joel prophesied, he was, he was quoting Joel, and he said in verse 17, It shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall, dream, shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and my handmaids I will pour out in doses of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Praise God. Let me tell you, that's what we are seeing happening right now in Africa, all over the continent, but in particular in this new country of South Sudan. Praise God. Hallelujah. One of our pastors, the village that he is from, he said to me, Brother Groves, he said to myself and my wife, he said, Brother and Sister Groves, I'm going back to my village and I'm going to try to preach to my people. But my people are very stubborn. I want you to pray for me. He said, the missionary was there for over 20 years. He did not have one convert and he left completely discouraged and dis dis dejected. So he said, I'm going to these people. This young man went back to his village. He got back in touch with us uh, 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 about a week after. He said, Brother Groves, I just want to let you know. I've been preaching to these people and I'm going to be baptizing seven young men in Jesus' name. <laughs> Praise God. He would have been happy to have one because of, he said his people are so stubborn in their tradition. And much of which is, 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 is rooted in witchcraft. But he, he said, by the grace of God, these seven young men responded. But let me tell you, within a year... He, he simply, he, had, he taught those young men for about a week or so, and then he had to go back to Kenya, where he and his family were living and, as refugees. And he was pastoring a church of refugees in, in Kenya. And um, so he taught them. And he said to them, basically, which we say to all our preachers and all our people in South Sudan, he said, we use Acts, Acts 1 and verse 8. It says, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power and you shall be witnesses unto me. Praise God. So we tell them, once you receive the Holy Ghost, it's time for you to get to work. Amen. You are a witness. Hallelujah. You don't need a license. Hallelujah. You just need to preach this gospel. Praise God. Those seven young men took him at his word. A few months after, they called him. They said, Pastor Joseph, we want you to come. Amen. We want you to come back. We needed to come back. He said, why? He said, we have been doing what you've been telling us. And we have some people that want to be baptized. When Pastor Joseph told me that, I said, I said, I said Brother Joseph, don't tell me you didn't appoint somebody to, be, to, to baptize people. He said, Brother Groves, these young men, they were so new. I taught them what I could, but to be quite honest, I didn't think that not, none of them were authorized to be baptized. So we, ought, we arranged for him to go back. By the time he got back, in just a week or so, when he turned up, they had over 200 people ready to be baptized in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. He called me, he, said, he told me what was happening. He said, Brother Groves, unfortunately, I, I had to leave, but there were people, hundreds of people, that I understand that were walking from their villages because they heard that I was there and I was baptizing and they were coming to be, to be baptized, but unfortunately, I, I left before they arrived. I said, Pastor Joseph, I hope you did appoint somebody this time. He said, yes, thank God. I remembered what we discussed and I did, did appoint them. Well, let me tell you, by the end of that year, Praise God. That church had grown to over a thousand people baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. That's what God has been doing. And we have interpreted this as God saying, I am going to do a quick work. Hallelujah. So we tell our people, we, honestly, brethren, we have not had, the, we, we believe very strongly in training. My wife and I, we oversee the Bible school in Kenya. So we believe very strongly in that. But we have not had the luxury of actually putting many of our pastors through an official training program. We tell them you're doing on-the-job training. That's what we tell them. Praise God. And so, guess what? Our new converts, many of these pastors, you would consider them new converts. And in fact, they are new converts. It's just that they're doing the work of God while learning how to live for God. And guess what? God is using them. Hallelujah. That's why I tell people why, why we've seen the growth that we've seen in South Carolina is not because of all this work my wife and I have been doing. We could never do all of that. It is because of the people God is raising up. I have a picture here of a young lady. She's about maybe 18 years old. She's an evangelist in our church right now. She's preaching to people. When Pastor Joseph went recently, he, she introduced, he, she and several others introduced themselves to him. They're showing them the people that they have brought into the kingdom. Praise God. Hallelujah. Young children, God is using them. Hallelujah. To preach the gospel. Why not? Hallelujah. Praise God. In Africa, they'll take a child and they'll train them how to use an M16 and turn them loose. And they're some of the most dangerous people to meet. Well, we are doing the same thing spiritually. We're taking children. We're putting the weapons of our warfare in their hand. And they're using it. And they're giving a level of warm time. Hallelujah. Because they're preaching Acts 2.38. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but this is what the scripture goes on to say. So we see the first part of being fulfilled. And we see it all over the world right now. Right here in North America. Amen. It says, I will show you wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. This is the same book of Acts. And we read about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. God said this is going to happen. And it's happening. He said, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. Notice, this is before the coming of the Lord. People are going to be receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues. But God says, I'm going to show wonders. I'm going to show signs in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. We are seeing that being fulfilled literally in South, Af in, in, in South Sudan. Praise God. And then verse 21 interestingly says, And it shall come to pass... That whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what we started with. That's what pa Paul was told. Why are you waiting, Paul? You need to arise and be baptized. Wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Well, let me go quickly to the book of Romans to explain what this all means. What does it mean to call on the name of the Lord as the scripture is saying? Paul in, in Romans tells the church, he says there is no difference in Romans 10 verse 12. He said there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the same Lord is, is rich unto all that call upon him. Hallelujah. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
Everybody say whosoever. That means you. Amen. Praise God. But listen. How can I call upon the name of the Lord? He, he begins to ask some questions. And he kind of, Paul begins to talk. I believe being led of the Holy Ghost. He talks the way, only way God, God speaks. God sees the end from the beginning. And many times when God speaks, he speaks that way. So Paul asked the question, how shall they call on him in whom they have never believed? Praise God. Number one, how are they going to call on the one whom they have never believed in? How shall they believe in him whom they have never heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? These are valid questions to a very important. We're talking about salvation. Amen. And then he said, how shall they preach except they be sent? And then he quotes the scripture from the Old Testament. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Praise God. What is Paul saying? If you read it the opposite way, you will see what he's saying. The first thing that, that must happen is you must have the message of salvation, the gospel. Like Brother Aaron just talked about. That's the only message that can save a soul. The Bible says it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe it. I don't care who you are, this message will save your soul. Praise God. But in order for somebody to be saved, someone must carry the gospel to that person. The Bible says, how can they preach except they be sent? Let me tell you what God is not going to do. He's not going to send a messenger that does not carry the message. We're hearing all kind of people preaching today. I'm not crit being critical here. But if you want to know if somebody was sent by God, listen to what they're preaching. If they're not preaching this message, if they're not telling people to repent and be baptized in Jesus' name and receive the Holy Ghost, God didn't send them. God is not sending somebody without giving them the message. Hallelujah. Praise God. It says, how can they hear without a preacher that is sent with a message? Let me tell you, that's why we have gone to East Africa. Not because we chose to, but God called us. We got saved in a church in Jamaica. We didn't know anything about Pentecost. Two weeks after we got saved, God called my wife and I to carry this gospel to nations we didn't even know about. Praise God. Let me tell you, that's why you are here. God sent Pastor Kyle and you brethren. He sent you to this, this area. You are not necessarily in East Africa, of course, but you are in the field. The world is the field. God sent you here. Let me tell you this. I don't care what your situation is, but I know Florida is, is seen as a vacation destination. But as far as God is concerned, this is part of the field. And there are souls that need to be saved. Somebody may be coming here for a vacation, but what they really need is salvation. They don't need a vacation. They need salvation. And that's why you are here. 
And they may, you may not meet them in your church, but you may meet them in the, in the mall. You may meet them on the street, but you need to recognize I am here to bring this message. God gave me a message and that's why I'm here. I'm a messenger. Hallelujah. 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 He said, how can they call? Hallelujah. Sorry, how can they believe in him whom they have not heard? After hearing from a preacher that was sent by God with the gospel. I want you to see, there is no way somebody can be saved without it following this pattern. Praise God. You will not even get to the point of believing. Believing what? Well, just to give you a clear understanding, Paul kind of wrapped this up when he said, verse 16, for they have not all obeyed the gospel. Let me tell you this, there is, there is a matter of obedience to the gospel. When you hear it, it's not just something you go home and say, that was a good message. You know, I think I'll, list, I'll buy the tape or I'll listen to it again on YouTube. That's not, that's not this, what it's about. This is about you doing what God tells you to do. There are people here, no doubt, you may, it not, you may be the key to winning your family. But you first need to obey. And then God can use you to reach your family. God called us as missionaries, but let me tell you what God did with my wife and I. The first, the first mission field we had was our family. We had to preach the gospel to them. And I guess God said, if you are faithful in that which is little, I'll give you more. Praise God. When my wife and I were converted, not one of our family members was even close. We didn't even know what the name Pentecost meant. But right now, many of those people, possibly the majority of our family, are baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Praise God. Let me tell you what, would, it, that would not happen if we kept it to ourselves. And I'm encouraging somebody here. Praise God. You know what we tell them in South Sudan? We said, if you are converted, you, receive, you are baptized, you receive the Holy Ghost, you now become a laborer. Praise God. You're not here to sit on a, and warm a bench. In fact, we don't have benches there. You need to, you're not here to warm the ground that you sit on. Praise God, many of our churches. We have so many churches right now in South Sudan being started. We have over 20 churches had no building whatsoever. They meet under these huge trees. We call it the church under the trees. And isn't God good? Because <laughs> we have two of our churches that were affected by the tornadoes. And there is no more church where that was. So they're going to have to find a, church, a tree somewhere. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you this. God is reaching for souls right now. And to be quite honest, Jesus died for your soul just as much as he died for the, the South Sudanese soul right now. The, the only difference is that these people, when they hear the message, they, they do not hesitate to respond. When we have baptism there, we're talking about baptizing 60 or more people in Jesus' name one time. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, Jesus loves you, sir. He loves you, ma'am. And that's why he came. 
My question is, why are you waiting? Why tarriest thou? Hallelujah. Praise God. The scripture says, how can they call on him in whom they have not believed? You need a preacher. You need a message. You need a preacher that's sent by God with the message. You need to hear the message and you need to believe the message. And then you need to call on the name. And that name, that, that I believe it signifies many things. But one thing I do know, where you must call on the name, is when you are baptized for the remission of your sins. Let me tell you this today. You might have people here that you were baptized at some point, but it was not done in Jesus' name. But can I tell you today, I'm not talking to you about what the United Pentecostal Church teaches or what's in our manual. I'm talking what, what, what the Word of God says. Praise God. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And the Bible says there is only one baptism. You read Acts 19 verse 1 to 6. It makes it abundantly clear that baptism must only be done in the name of Jesus Christ to be effective. So let me put it plainly, like we tell our people, the reason, one of the reasons I had to you know, kind of give an uh, apology earlier, because in, in Africa, we have so many languages, we try to speak plainly. Because people need to understand what you're saying. So we don't kind of, we, 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 there's no such thing as uh, political correctness or whatever they call it here. Praise God. In Africa, sin is sin. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. The thing is, in heaven, sin is sin. Amen. So today, let's stand. My question is, as the Apostle Paul was asked, why Tarius though? What are you waiting for? You need another sign? I think you've had enough. You need to hear something else? There's no other message to hear. But the Aaron preached the message today. Jesus died for your sins. He was buried and he rose on the third day. And now he told his disciples to go preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. It's not just a mental ascent here. It's doing what God commands you to do. I want to open these altars for anybody here who has never obeyed the gospel. God wants to save your soul. And if you will forget about everything else and everybody else that has stood in your way and say, God, today I'm listening to you, to your voice and no other. And just come in Jesus' name. Thank you for coming. And I think people have been giving offerings, but I'm not interested so much. I'm thank I appreciate the offerings, but what God is looking for is you. If God gets you, he gets your money, he gets everything. Praise God. Some people even appease themselves by giving offerings, thinking that somehow I can buy my way out of obedience. That's not going to happen. Jesus is interested in you. He died for you. He suffered for you.
Let's respond to the Lord. God bless you. Many of us have been baptized already and have received the Spirit of the Lord. We want to reach with God. Come on, would you lift your hands? Let's reach with God. Let's labor with the Lord. The great intercessor is here. The great mediator. Hallelujah has spoken to us, has communicated in this place. And those that have already come into the body of Christ by way of believing and obeying the gospel, receiving of the Spirit of the Lord, we are now workers and laborers together with Him. We're going to labor in intercession. Hallelujah. Because we too want what God wants. We too want the lost to be saved. We want the blind to see. We want those that are in darkness to come to the light. We want those that are bound and under the power of the enemy to be loosed and liberated by the power of the gospel. Come on, let's connect with the Lord. Let's work, amen, with the Lord in intercession. Hallelujah, so that, amen, souls do come. The souls do respond. Hallelujah, come on, the Lord's not doing this by himself. We're working with him. Hallelujah, Brother Groves is communicating the gospel of Jesus. Christ. He's laboring with the Lord. Hallelujah. We're partners. We're participating. We're cooperating. God's reaching. God is still reaching. Hallelujah. The ministry of reconciliation is still happening today. Come on, respond. Even the children, even the young person. Oh yes, we can get involved and we can participate with the work of intercession and with the communication of the gospel. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Can we all respond? Can we all respond? Don't wait on others respond. You respond. I'm the church. I'm a member of the body of Christ. I care about souls. I care about souls. The love of God compels me. Hallelujah.